just said, hey, I can't tell you what a difference this is. I'm watching our games. I feel proud to be where I'm at. Our score bug is a huge upgrade. Um, and believe it or not, I'm already hearing about it from recruits about <laughs> oh. how, how nice it is. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by Dominic Hennig, Director of Strategic Communications and Brand Advancement at the Central Collegiate Hockey Association. We're going to talk about his history in broadcast and how Dactronics, Livebooks, and Creative Services have helped build the CCHA brand. And we're here today with Dominic. Dominic, how are you doing? Life is good, guys. Life is good, and, and you guys have made uh, life a lot more interesting this year over here <laughs> with Tatronic, so it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. That's awesome to hear, and I, I do have Matt with me here, Matt Anderson, sitting over here six feet apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I agree, though. Life is good right now. I'm excited for the good conversation here today, so... All right. And to start things off, Dominic, we're going to go to what Matt likes to call an origin story. Yep. Huge Marvel fan. So um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background before you got into the position you're in today? Yeah. So, um, you know, work, uh, work, in, work in hockey, always have my whole life um, and the sports business side kind of hockey. And so I think it was uh, 13 years ago I started in Santa Fe, New Mexico with the Santa Fe Roadrunners in the North American Hockey League. Tier two junior A, um, and then went to Ferris State University as their broadcaster um, and communications person, um, SID, um, for their NCAA Division One hockey program. And then the last six years, I spent in Major Junior in the Ontario Hockey League um, with the Flint Firebirds. And so, uh, as the broadcaster and communications person there as well. And so. Um, the CCHA, a conference that's been around since what the seven, 1971, I believe, 40 years or so, or a bit over that, uh, you know, disbanded as a result of the Big Ten conference that started about uh, seven, eight, nine years ago. Um, and then um, just this past year or two ago, uh, eight conference members or eight college universities, Division One hockey programs reformed and brought back the CCHA. And um, you know, I applied for that position. Here I am today working in the CCHA and, and alongside one of you guys, as, or alongside Dactronics as a partner as well. Awesome. And, and kind of going, you said you've always kind of been a part of hockey too. Did you did you play hockey too growing up? Yeah, I, I dabbled. I, I, play, I played youth hockey. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, I think at a young age, I realized I, I wanted to go into the NHL and I wasn't going to make it as a player. And so how else do you make it? <laughs> how else do you get on that team charter jet? How else do you go travel and see all these different cities? And, um, you know, I thought the broadcaster was was the right move. And so, um, so far, it's been great. I've had a chance to see, you know, a lot of the hockey cathedrals, I guess, if you will, across <laughs> North America. Okay. Um, and, and it's just been, uh, and it's been an amazing life so far. And that's what I was kind of thinking when you're going through your background in these different positions you're in, I'm always kind of curious and interested too, right? When you've gone from one position to the next, is it kind of just to get a more, I would say, well-rounded experience, but you're trying to like learn all the different ins and outs of the sports business side of it, right? Well, for me, I have a very unique story. I started as the broadcaster at, at the age of 17 at Ferris State. Oh, nice. Um, and if, you, if you want to go even further than that, I started doing the tier two 
um, junior A in the North American League at the age of 14. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I was getting flown down on the weekends to Santa Fe from Metro Detroit um, <laughs> to call games uh, as a sophomore in high school. I'll never forget, like, I want to get my homework done. And, and teachers would be like, what were you doing all weekend, playing Xbox or video games? And I'm like, only <laughs> you could imagine what I was doing this weekend, right? So. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously at that point I had to go to college, right? So I went to Ferris State and, and was able to to work with uh, their athletic department, uh, John Coles or Rob Bentley, and, and and they were they were they brought me on to be the the play by play guy, and it was on television there and radio there as well, and so that was great. And you know, I was there six years, and ironically, as you guys might know or, or the listeners hockey is kind of one of those weird sports where you could have d2 schools with true d1 programs and have success at the d1 level mm-hmm. and that's kind of what ferris state is it's division two school but they have d1 hockey just like you know what is it is it minnesota Duluth, minnesota state or bemidji state uh michigan tech northern michigan mankato i think mankato kind of does that minnesota too, right? state mankato yep, yeah there you go so um you know, that's kind of what, what Ferris State is. And so, you know, we uh, crazily, or like, I guess just, you know, um, right place, right time. I mean, they ended up winning the CCHA regular season title. And this is with, you know, the schools of Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Notre Dame in it, and Bowling Green. And <laughs> Ferris State wins that regular season title, go on to the national tournament, the NCAA tournament, and then ends up, you know, winning what the Sweet 16, the Lead Eight, whatever you call it in hockey terms or for basketball and football. I'm trying to be more <laughs> inclusive to everybody here. So, yeah. um, you know, and then, and then it takes you. It got us to the Frozen Four in Tampa. And so, you know, it was that whole charter jet experience out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and, and <laughs> oh, all man. that. And, and then it was in Tampa, the crowd, 18,000 there with a lightning play on ESPN. And, and you know, after that, I, I realized, like, I don't know if there's much more, you know, I could kind of achieve here. And, you know, <laughs> and at the same time, too, uh, I'm just, I think everyone knew even athletics and people would, you know, chirp before it. But, like, you know, I was just a hockey guy, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay. more of just a hockey guy. And in university athletics, a lot of times, you know, we had 17 sports at Ferris State. And you're, you know, you're doing, you know, thing. You find yourself doing things for, you know, maybe something you're not passionate about, right? And so mm-hmm. I just wanted to be in hockey. And then the Plymouth Whalers moved from the OHL to Flint, Michigan. Um, in 2015, the OHL's major junior, it's like, you know, junior hockey, minor pro hockey kind of. And um, I was, you know, I, I was offered that job as just, uh, uh, you know, to work in just hockey. And that was outstanding to jump jumpstart a high-level hockey franchise from scratch and everything, you know, video boards and, and team colors and logos and, and social media channels mm-hmm. and websites and and all of that and, you know, spent six years in, in one of the greatest developmental leagues in the world. And then COVID hit and it turned, I think, everyone's life, you know, for, you know, curveball. And, yeah. and, and for, from there, um, you know, I think needed something more stable and, 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 you know, relaxing. You know, when I was in the OHL as a broadcaster, it was three games in three nights in three different cities every week, repeat for, you know, 75 games a year, right? Just like the NHL kind of or the major leagues. And so, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm engaged now and and things like that. And so I just thought maybe leave Flint, Michigan, get back to, you know, our hometown, um, you know, about an hour outside of Detroit. And, um, you know, here I am now with the CCHA and, 
you know, one of our biggest, uh, I guess, projects was, you know, to, to improve our image. And, and that was all thanks to Dactronics. And, and we've been just, you know, forward with the response we've heard from, from people on, on the way that people perceive this league now based on our motion graphics packages and our TV graphics package that you guys produced and things like that. And so here we are. Okay. I want to jump back to something really quick. Cause you mentioned at 14, you were getting flown to different areas to call <laughs> yeah, games that's and, amazing. <laughs> and at eight or 17, you started doing some, some production stuff there. And I, I mean, I can relate a little bit. I, uh, I worked at a radio station in high school where mm-hmm. I was like the, the sports broadcaster on the back end, the play by play guy would call into the station and I would put him over the air. And I thought that was kind of cool. And then I hear you're getting flown <laughs> oh, to no. different areas <laughs> to actually call games. That's really, really cool. Yeah. When you talk about things that set you on a certain career path, I can yeah, definitely see yeah. how at that age doing that experience would definitely influence uh, what you were going to do for a career <laughs> it, it was truly special i'm truly blessed it's it's it could be a hollywood movie i mean there's way more story there's more details to yeah. it. it was it, it involved mansions and mountains with sunsets and, I'm not kidding. it was it was it was ridiculous but yeah. uh very very blessed yeah and doing doing a homework in airports or on the, on the charter jet to make sure your homework. teacher gets upset with i was gonna you. say the assumption <laughs> you're gonna be playing xbox all weekend is probably what i was doing at that age yeah, all weekend right. anyway so. right okay so i just wanted to hit that side story real quick but back to the hockey side of things and getting ready for the year you you mentioned some of the graphics packages and and different things you were doing to get ready for uh improving the ccha image as it comes back um, it came back just in the 2020 or 2021 and 22 season. Is that correct? Yeah, we're in week five right now. I, I mean, they kind of formed it a year and a half ago, but obviously you need a year and a half, two years ago or two years to build your brand and reputation, right? And, and, and everything. And so um, this is year number one, you know, we're five weeks in and I don't know you know, when you guys announced this. So sorry if I'm if saying dates <laughs> is the wrong thing, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it started in, in September or October 2nd of, of 21. Yep. Okay. And kind of, I mean, you talked, you're with the CCHA now, could you maybe just give us a high, a high level of kind of what are your responsibilities? Like when it comes to things like this? Jeez, it's, it's ever evolving. <laughs> um, even from a, I would say even like from, I don't know, a year ago or two years ago in the previous conference to now, the same position, I think I do completely different things. And what I mean by that is, you know, so communication. So obviously website, social media, um, statistics. Um, and then, you know, now I, you know, I've working with you guys have, have, been producing highlight packages for every game that our members play with your motion graphics. Um, and, and then additionally, I've been, you know, implementing TV, like a TV brand, CCHA TV, again, through your graphics package and administer, administrating that to all eight of our members and working with them to get it right. And then their score bugs and how it connects to their score clock controllers. And we have shots on goal on our bug and that and penalty time. And if it goes from five on three to four on three and all that, and it, it, <laughs> it, you know, like it really, it's, it's doesn't really seem like a lead communications job, but it's like, it's so big of the score bug is such a big part of sports. It's like, mm-hmm. that is our brand, I guess, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Um, that, and then, you know, installation of video review systems, we, we upgraded, you know, 1080p, 60 frames a second cameras above our nets. And we added blue line cameras and we made sure every camera in the house is now patched in, not the one coach camera. And, 
um, you know, and standards, you know, new gold nets only used for D1 games, not even warm-ups. They get brought out after warm-ups, visiting mm-hmm. locker room standards, you know, putting stalls in or shelves for the visiting team, the amenities they <laughs> get, even in the penalty box. Make sure we have, you know, white tape, black tape, clear tape, scissors, wax in each penalty box, you know, things like that, just to really up the standard from, I guess, maybe previous image to, you know, being true division one. And that's what this league is. And I'm very, very impressed with how the presidents and the athletic directors voted unanimously to take care of a lot of these small details that many might not think impact the game. But when you add them all up, it completely changes your image and branded look and feel. And that's kind of what I've been really focused on is just how to elevate every single, how to look at it from from far, a different angle than maybe most look at the, the, the game, the video, the league, and identify the areas that need to be elevated and, and work with our eight members to elevate those areas um, and make the league, I guess, as fun to be part of as possible because, mm-hmm. you know, say you start talking to a recruit, right? What's that recruit going to do? He's going to go online. He's going to look at highlights. Well, what's your image there? Yeah. You know, from there, he's going to go to visit, right? You know, what's your, you might not recognize a player might not recognize it at 17, 18 years old, but it all adds up. You see, are your boards clean or they have puck marks or your nets black or are they clear white? You know what I mean? Do you have, <laughs> yeah. You know, intermission interviews for exposure when they're watching the live broadcasts, yes or no, all these players want exposure, right? So hopefully all these things add up to better recruits. When you get better recruits, you get more wins. When you get more wins, you get more fans. When you get more fans, you get more corporate partners. When you get more corporate partners, you have more money. We all win then. <laughs> and it's a full circle. You can reinvest in your program to get better recruits. More wins, more money, more. So that's kind of what we're working on from a league standpoint. Well, you aren't kidding. That there's a a lot of things in the yeah. a lot of the little things adding up. I mean, it sounded like you were you could always be reading off a bullet point list, which I don't think you are. But everything from that to the mentioning the different colors of tape to have ready and on hand, yeah. just things that I would never think of. Which is obviously one of many reasons why I am definitely not able to do the <laughs> things you were able to do. Um, so as a part of all this too, right? I mean, you, you've, we've kind of been hinting at it already in some of the discussions here early on was this, this graphics, the graphics package that, uh, Dectronics has been helping out with our, I believe it was, we were getting ready and our live books, uh, product, uh, you guys were looking at purchasing eight of them to help get ready for all this. Uh, is that correct? And then maybe expand on that a little bit. Exactly. That's what we did. And so going back to what I just said about, um, identifying areas that we needed to improve in, we felt that looking at our broadcasts, our our you know, we have eight teams in our league, our eight you know online streams. We just felt um, it, it wasn't up to you know maybe a Division One standard in some of our ranks, or it was, but we wanted to be better than Division One teams and have the best in all of Division One hockey. So we felt like that was a big area to invest in. And I reached out to a bunch of my counterparts and I know one person that you guys work with closely, or if not you, your, your Dectronics team does mm-hmm. out of Harvard is Emery Halavi. Oh yeah. Um, I know Emery. We've emailed pen pals, I guess a hundred <laughs> times a year um, yeah. for going on easily 10 years now. Um, and whenever I have a question, he responds same day. Um, and gets me an answer to all the craziest technical stuff that you could even imagine, right? And so um, I asked him, like, hey, I'm thinking about a league-wide 
TV graphics package. You know, CCHA TV, I feel like it's so cliche, but it, it is what it is. I mean, everybody, whatever, everybody has, you know, dot TV or TV. It's just the way, mm-hmm. you know, it is kind of. And so I'd like to brand that kind of have have something that all eight of our that I can propose to all eight of our university presidents and athletic directors to purchase. And then we would send it out to all eight of our teams. And then I would work all summer on developing a league-wide graphics package um, that can easily be populated on these games or these these in these productions. And then we mm-hmm. look like we have our own TV network. We're one consistent brand, look, feel. We're all on the same page in a professional operation. And also, it might elevate some schools that can't do it on their own, right? And then it also might alleviate work time for those schools that can do it on their own, but then they could do thing, other things better in their areas. Mm-hmm. And so Emory told me about the, 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 the AJT life book. I think it's developed incredibly, even since we started, since we, you know, I was looking at it in February or March. I think we got to go ahead May 2nd to yeah. purchase them. Um, and even then I think the books or the computers themselves have changed um to our workflow and kind of what we needed as a league from college hockey and that's a credit to you know dactronics ajt whomever mm-hmm. to work with us to okay what do you guys need from a league standpoint and um it's it's a perfect tool it really i mean i've never used it i guess i've been <laughs> in a hundred tutorials i've heard i've talked to uh, you know a bunch of our producers and engineers um and you know at first there was some doubt and people maybe not wanting to change from their own system. Mm-hmm. I think there's still maybe some frustration, you know, with getting score bugs to work and things like that. But like, you know, we're on week five of hopefully a five, 10 year plan. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, once all that gets fixed, I think it's going to be a perfect tool and um, you know, it, it, we couldn't be more happy with it. So. Yeah. So it sounds like you've, you've implemented that. And it's like you said, you're just starting, you're, you're learning as you go type of thing. You're only a couple weeks in. Um, and it, you said it, it kind of helped with that brand consistency for the, for the league itself as uh, or the conference itself as an overall thing. Um, and did that kind of help lead into graphics and the need for those as well? Is, is that kind of what led into the creative services part? It, it was all yes and no. Uh, I would say I initially had a plan for three different areas to invest in for a new company, for a new league. One is what I called static graphics. That was social media and website and things like that and Photoshop templates. The other was motion graphics. So for our highlights, you know, whatever teasers and, and, and lower thirds and wipes and, and whatnot um, for highlights and for video features and things like that. Then the third was TV graphics uh, of a TV graphics package. And so okay. when I talked to Dactronics about the AJT live books, I sent them examples of what I was looking for in other areas. Let's say motion graphics, because that's what you guys specialize in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys said, yeah, we could do that too. And why don't we just pair it together, make it one project. So everything looks the same, whether you're watching a game on TV mm-hmm. or you're watching, you know, highlights on your website or on Twitter or whatever, Instagram. I said it was fantastic. And so I guess it paired into that that way. Um, and so basically two of my three motion graphics and TV graphics went to Dactronics and then my static graphics, I went to a good friend of mine in the hockey business. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I would just say, you know, from the beginning, Dactronics has been 100% professional, National Hockey League, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And 
and working with you guys on motion graphics and edits and changes and things like that has been handled professionally and your crew's been great. Um, you know, I've been working with, with, with Logan Cohn and Kyle Beck and Jason Rogers and just having a, just a great time, many meetings. I mean, some stressful meetings, but yeah. we got through it all. And I can't tell you, I mean, how many times I, I was on a call yesterday with the head coach, um, let's just say head coach in our league. And, and very rarely I would imagine head coaches would call the league media guy or league comms guy. Right. And uh-huh. just said, Hey, I can't tell you what a difference this is. I'm watching our games. I feel proud to be where I'm at. Our score bug is a huge upgrade. Um, and believe it or not, I'm already hearing about it from recruits about wow. you know, how nice it is. And so the look and feel of the league. And that was the goal. And so, yeah, some people have pushed back and, you know, maybe not wanted the change. Um, but when you start hearing it from the head coaches that this made a difference, you guys made a difference. Dactronics made a difference. That's when it was all worth it. I was so. going to say, when you when you were talking earlier about your overview of your job right yeah. now, and your responsibilities, and then to get a call like that and hear pretty much exactly what you're trying to do is actually happening. It's yeah. got to be awesome. It's working. Yeah. yeah. What you're doing yeah. is working. Your vision's coming yeah. to life. And it's, it's cool to hear that. It kind of looked at it from that holistic approach of like, you're looking at the technical side of it and the, the branding and the graphics that went along with it. And that kind of mm-hmm. is what uh, brought everything together for you for, for this. And I think yeah. that's something we've been hearing too. Um, from like the college side of things is that this, you know, sometimes people may buy one of these one offs for their school to help out with things. And that's good. But Obviously, like the discussion today is that, hey, as a conference, we want this brand, this look to be consistent. Like you said, even even it doesn't matter if it's on the video board, on a live stream, if it's on social media later for highlights, like having all the teams within a conference have that same look has got to be awesome. Um, and then even I mean, Emory also is very uh, entertaining to follow on Twitter as well as when you yeah. brought him up, <laughs> I follow him as well. He is. He posts a lot of stuff on there. Um, but then I was, I had a question I kind of wrote down here, Dominic. It was when, you know, when it comes to the streaming and things like this, we, we've talked to a lot of customers over the last year, and some would say because of COVID, new things came up that didn't exist before, right? Like, oh, son, some schools are now, now we got to do streaming. Um, and then for other schools, these conversations were happening before COVID. And COVID just ramped it up, right? Now, like now it's got to come to the forefront. So was this kind of something that you think had always been around? Like streaming is always important for, for a conference like this. And COVID kind of, you know, helped push it to the front of the line for things you needed to get? I don't think so. I, I really don't. I don't want to say COVID had anything to do with it because, A, at the end of the day, it is Division One hockey, mm-hmm. right? So streaming was always there. Yeah. We, the league always had a minimum four camera angles, replays, okay. things like that. But everyone did their own thing for graphics. Everyone had different score bugs and you know, some schools just had a flat one. Some schools had, you know, a, th- you know, a multi-dimensional one. Some schools had a, a nice wipe. Some schools had just a, a, a standard wipe, things like that. And so I think we're different and have COVID related because we are starting a new conference from scratch. And it was just one of the idea or areas that we identified that, Hey, how about we all come together, be mm-hmm. one league that's pride that takes pride in, in, in our league. And like, we want to show it off yep. and that will grow with others. And so 
okay, how do we do that? And it was, well, a league-wide graphics package. So I don't think COVID had anything to do with it. I'm sure maybe from a marketing standpoint, you guys, mm-hmm. it might help you guys to, to, to say it did. But <laughs> Either way. So yeah. It had anything for us. So. Okay. And and with the, the graphics package and things we provided, I mean, you, you already mentioned a, a few people on the team that you work with, and we know those people well, obviously. Um, but um, working with them, did they kind of capture your vision as what you were looking for when, when they kind of provided um, what uh, those actual pieces of content were after the conversations leading up to it? 100%. Uh, I think I think at the same time, I also am pretty attention to detail. I, I sent a PowerPoint of screenshots that I took for a year across National Hockey League broadcasts, even mm-hmm. NFL broadcasts and things like that. So basically I said, hey, here's what I want in these different areas. And they were able to bring exactly that to life, um, which has been fantastic. Um, I even, what I liked about working with Logan and Kyle and Jason is, um, you know, these guys, you could, you know, they have other projects. It's not just the CCHA going on. Right. And so Mm -hmm. there's sometimes they would send something that I just, you know, maybe wasn't too keen on. Um, and you know, what I liked about them is they were the first to say, you know what, you're, you're hundred percent right. This, yeah, this, yeah, I see what you're saying. This isn't, this isn't good enough. Um, and they came back, you know, 48 hours later with a completely different redesign. And it's not like we're just talking about a Photoshop template here, you know, static graphic. We're talking about you know, 3d motion graphics that need to uh-huh. be rendered. Right. And, yep. and so what I liked about it was how comfortable they were, um, with being a good partner, and and saying hey we see what you're seeing and yeah we'll, we'll redo that and they come back i'm like oh my god that's that's perfect thanks guys like mm-hmm. that's exactly what i was thinking so they were they're exceptional people i think they all three deserve raises i think they're fantastic <laughs> people and detronics is lucky to have them we'll see what we can do about that they, <laughs> yeah. they got that called out publicly now so we'll, we'll, we'll pass it along <laughs> pressure's not on us yeah <laughs> uh, no that's i mean communication is important and like i think you're hitting on it too is that especially when it comes to the creative process and revisions and stuff, being able to work with someone that maybe doesn't grumble every time you want to change has got to help out a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really game changing. And then what I also like is, is Logan, um, who my understanding is a former NCAA hockey player herself. Hell yeah. Um, she, you know, she is just the project manager, right. And her full-time job to my understanding is literally just to communicate with the clients and then bring it back to the designers yep. and and keep things organized. And I think that's really really helpful. Number mm-hmm. one, but number two too is it wasn't that it wasn't that I just saw Logan, and that was it. It was every meeting. It was with Logan and Kyle and Jason, the designers. You know what I mean? Like everyone was on these calls and mm-hmm. and, and and listening, and they cared, and it felt that way. Um, you know, so we were we're very very happy with Dactronics and and, and the way this all worked out. That's awesome. So, um, like we're talking about at the time of this recording, still got some games going on here this fall. Um, is there anything you have coming up, like any big games or events that you're looking forward to that you can give the audience a little tease to? Maybe well, not really, because we're a, a full we're a league, so you know you don't want to pick you know <laughs> you know specialties or, or special teams. Show favorites. One thing I would say yeah. is right off the bat, first second weekend of the year, I think it was uh, Minnesota State Mankato in our league was ranked number one and they hosted number two st cloud state mm-hmm. uh, two capacity crowds uh you know i think they were both sold out or close to it on, on um as well in minnesota state and it was one verse two but it was 
you know, uh, our the score bug that we're we're very happy with, and and you know the graphics package that we have, and, and we have you know I think a screenshot of like fifteen different things on Twitter, hearing from St. Cloud State fans or the other conference they're in, the NCHC fans saying mm-hmm. like, "Wow, what a difference!" You know, mm-hmm. from a year ago. And so when you say, is there any special events? No, not really. I mean, maybe our championship in March and things like that. Normally it's just, you know, every team's doing their thing every weekend. But to start off the bat, which I wish we didn't do, uh, but (laughs) one versus two, uh, you know, and and, and capacity crowds and awesome atmospheres and and whatnot, um, I think it really helped show, okay, the CCHA, you know, is is trying here. They they mean different. And that that was what that was nice. The teaching how to swim by jumping right in the deep end when a one versus a two there. But um, uh, another way, maybe a, kind of a different way to think about it too, is that we always know customers, whether it's control systems or displays, you know, at first year they're starting to learn about it and maybe they, they have ideas or that they're going to try in the off season. You can't implement it right away, right? When you're already rolling in the middle of a season, is there anything you're thinking about, you know, like tweaking or changing for, for next season yet? Or is it kind of too soon to think about that? We kind of did all that this summer. Okay. Like, it's been a crazy year when you think about, you know, <laughs> our, 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 our static graphics, our motion graphics, our league-wide TV graphics, these AJT live books and new video review systems and new gold nets and visiting locker room standards and ref jerseys and ref helmets and pants. We, yeah. we kind of, in ice logos, dashboards, right? We kind of did all that. And when you, come, when you, when you ask about, you know, switchers and, and things like that, our teams did that too, I think. Mm-hmm. Five of our eight, six of our eight upgraded their switcher to the best, you know, not the best. I mean, let me rephrase that. All these companies are, you know, have, are competing to be the best, but, mm-hmm. but update, upgraded their switcher to high end switchers, high end replay machines, these AJT live books for the graphics. Um, and, and you know, installing cabling and cameras for intermission interviews and locker room interviews, and and new cameras on glass behind nets for mo- and reverse angle cameras and platforms for reverse angle cameras, taking out seats. We did all that this summer. So, really, I mean, I don't want to say the job is done because you could always <laughs> do more, but we accomplished everything I wanted to in year one in a lot of our markets. So maybe it's just the other markets to get them up to speed, but. Um, I, I again I can't say it enough to you know my boss or commissioner Don Lucia, our eight athletic directors, our eight presidents, um, even our eight head coaches, but you know, our SIDs need that credit too. The producers, mm-hmm. the engineers, they don't ever get that credit and they deserve it. Um, and to, to be willing to do this and make these changes and add this in in a year like COVID when you're short staffed and everything yeah. too, like it took a lot of people to come together to one to to have one goal and pull the rope one away um and it seems like we finally got there it really does so nice it sounds like you've went through a lot of preparation you're you're calling out so many different details like you mentioned at the beginning and you're mentioning them again it's like you had to have this master spreadsheet in your mind of all these different things that you were trying to implement and and like you said you did all that this summer with even with COVID and kind of leading up to this season. So was it kind of a, a little bit of a relief once everything started and, and you've heard such good feedback? It's starting to be a relief now. And again, in week five, we're recording this, what, October 29th, 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it is starting to be a relief. Um, it hasn't been the first three weeks, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's having issues and, you know, how do we fix this? But then we get them mm-hmm. fixed. And it's like to see the improvement from game one to game two is like, oh, my God, from game two to game three, it's like, 
wow, like from week one to week two, like jaw dropping. Like it's been great to watch our teams just really do things the right way quickly too. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so that's been rewarding. Um, It'll be real nice. I think, you know, after Christmas and then even into year number two, where it's just common practice and, everything works right you know mm-hmm. score bugs and, and 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 cabling the locker rooms and cabling the video review systems and and it, you know, another thing we haven't talked about you know we added mic'd up referees this year oh, um cool. you know so like but when you do that it's okay you have to have you have to buy two of those you have to have two receivers those receivers you need to connect to your in-house pa system as well as your television broadcast and if you're doing that you <laughs> might as well do your home and away radio broadcast too right so <laughs> It's like, it's so, so, but what that being said is, you know, you'll have a ref go, you could test it all you want, but when you have 5,000 people in the building at the ref turns on, it's a whole different game, right? It's so that you hear feedback and then, it, okay, well, we're not home for three more weeks to test this again with all these people in the building. And so <laughs> that's kind of where we're at right now. But I really think like you're number two or even after Christmas, it's just going to be like, Hey, this is true D1 hockey. And it's an ex- amazing experience. That's all. Awesome. It definitely feels like you. So you've been hitting your stride, you and your yeah. team and everybody. And I don't know how much detail and things you've laid out here today. I'm even thinking this sounds like a like a syllabus or a course on this kind of stuff. Everything you're laying out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just not sure. You mentioned kind of the, all the the other new stuff you did with mic'd up referees, and I don't know if you have any other thoughts kind of on the season and live book and how it's gone that you wanted to share. Yeah, again, I know I'm talking about other things that aren't your guys' area, but so for the sake of this podcast and anybody listening who was thinking about it, A, you guys can feel free to pass my email along. I'd be happy to be an advocate um, for you guys. But really, I just, I, I'm thoroughly shocked with how impressive the AJT live books are, what they were able to accomplish in terms of a league-wide full TV graphics package. Um, that's one thing to buy the hardware to do it, but then you have to obviously, you know, um, work with Dactronics on the content creation. I'm blown away with that as well. The amount of elements we have in a TV broadcast has to be close to what an ESPN football or a mm-hmm. hockey night Canada game is. I mean, maybe it's not even close. Maybe I don't know, but we have been furnished with, you know, just amazing amount of content wipes and all that from, from, from Dactronics and, I think it really brings, I mean, I keep saying the word true D1. It's obviously a true division one league, but I mean the mm-hmm. feel of it, the experience mm-hmm. of it, right? I really yep. think it elevates that. Um, and and I think it's captured everything we wanted to do. And a lot of that is to Daftronics credit on both the television side and the motion graphics side for social media. Awesome. Obviously we love to hear that, but <laughs> also we want to uh, thank you for, for coming on today and sharing um, all that information and how you've worked with Daktronics and with the Central Collegiate Hockey Association to get everything up and running for this season. So thank you. Thank you guys. My pleasure. Thanks Dominic. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Daktronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 